Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. This week, we're joined by Peter Nola, business broker at ABC Business Sales, to talk about some of the myths when you're selling your business. Peter, welcome. Debut on Checks and Balances. You sell businesses. I do. How did you get into the business sales space? So I sold my business... I don't know how many years ago, and uh, tried to retire and um, found out that all my friends were still doing work. So you'd ring them up and go, it's a great day outside, let's go fishing. I go, no, couldn't go fishing. <laughs> so I wanted to look around for something that I could do. Uh, I had a broker sell my business, and in typical Peter Nola fashion, I went, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yep. So I started selling businesses, and I've been doing it ever since. On a side note, never invite me fishing. I will get seasick, catch some seaweed, and just sit at the back of the boat. <laughs> How are you going fishing, Mike? I, well, I'm better than that, uh, but I'm you know, I, I'm 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 not exactly pulling in the marlin. It's, yeah. Oh, so, you'd you'd actually fit in quite well in that case. <laughs> so you still get time to go fishing between selling businesses? Oh no, flat out selling businesses. Yep. Never get time to go fishing at all. Is is my boss watching? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just you know. yeah. So today we've got five myths around uh, selling your business. So Mike and I have uh, gone and found five myths, which we thought we'd ask Peter have a bit of a conversation back and forwards from a financial planning perspective. We talk to uh, business owners all the time, and they kind of keep doing the business and go, "Hey." Whenever I'm ready to sell it, it'll be there to sale. I don't need to do anything. And it's a lot more complicated than that. So, Mike, you've got the first myth to kick us off. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for a lot of our clients um, and a lot of people who are in business, you know, you, you build this thing, you grow it, it's your baby, it's, you know, your, it's your golden goose. Uh, and they think, I'll sell this in no time. You know, I'll put this on the market. I buyers, you know, coming through the front door, it's going to sell really quickly. Peter, is that a myth? Yes, it is. Business sales takes time. It's not like selling a house. So if you list a house, buyers will come through and they'll go, great kitchen, great view, yeah. I'll have it. And away you go. But businesses aren't like that. There's a lot more things going on. You've got to find a buyer who wants to do what the business does for a start. You've yeah. got to be able to fund it. They've got to be able to afford it. So typically, we would allow somewhere between four and six months to find a buyer go through the negotiation process, go through due diligence, yep. transfer any contracts, et cetera. So generally speaking, you want to budget around four to six months to sell your business. I don't know if I'm going to jump to another myth, but I'm going to ask a question anyway. Mm -hmm. The valuation piece in terms of what, uh, you know, it's my baby, I've given all my time, it's worth XXX versus what it's actually worth. How often do you run into a, a, a problem there where there's that emotional connection which doesn't, uh, correlate to value? Sure. I look, pretty much all the time. Yeah. So you've got three parties to the valuation. You've got a seller's accountant giving an opinion of value. You've got me giving an opinion of value and you've got a buyer's accountant giving an opinion of value. Yeah. Generally, I'm in the middle of the two. So you'll find the, the seller's accountant's way up there, the yeah. buyer's accountant's way down there. So we use pretty much established formulas and metrics based on sales stats to arrive at a value. And uh, once you explain that to sellers, they, they understand. They're not always happy, but they understand how the value arises. Nice. Okay, I've got the second myth for you. Maybe it's a myth, maybe it's not. We're about to find out. So sometimes I'm talking to business owners and they go, uh, foreign buyers, we want a foreign buyer because they will overpay. Is that correct? <laughs> no. So... 
The only time anybody overpays is competition in the marketplace. So I do get vendors coming to me and going, oh, we'll get some rich foreign buyer looking to reside here, yeah. wanting a visa. Yeah. Um, so he'll come in and he'll just pay any silly money to own my business. But if you think about that logically, it's not going to be the case. Mm -hmm. To be wealthy, you have to be reasonably intelligent. Yeah. Um, to be wealthy in a foreign country, you generally have to be a little more intelligent. And some yeah. of the places that these people are coming from, it's pretty hard to get your money out of. So again, yeah. you've got to be smart. So it stands to reason they're not going to suddenly come here and get silly and buy an overpriced business. Mm. Why would they do that? Mm. We've got four or 500 businesses for sale at any one time. So why buy an overpriced one when you can buy a good value one? It just doesn't happen. On that point as well, how often do you have an overseas buyer who's like, yep, this all looks good, I'm ready to go, and then they struggle getting the money into, into New Zealand? Yeah. So that does happen, of course. Um, and that's where you need a good finance broker, a good yeah. finance person to help them do that. Sometimes they need bridging finance or whatever, but sure, that certainly happens. Nobody comes to mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the um, you know the um, uh, well, let's we may as well carry on and with that sort of theme then because I feel like a lot of the time people are sort of thinking um, you know buyers financing isn't my problem. Um, is that something you hear often? Is that a bit of a myth in the industry or? Buyers financing is definitely a seller's problem. Yeah. So if you think about the process when you are looking for finance, and you guys know this mm. better than anybody, so. A buyer comes along, he wants to buy a business, your business. Yeah. He's going to go to the bank or the lending institution. They're going to go, what are your assets and how are you? what are your expenses and how are you going to repay it? Yeah. So the accounts that the company that you're buying, the business that you're buying has, is what the bank is going to base your ability to repay on. Yeah. So it's very important that when you're selling a business, you get the best set of accounts you can possibly get because that will dictate whether or not the poor old buyer can actually afford to borrow the money and buy your business. Yeah. And it's we, we hear it a bit um, on the real estate side of things, and I know you hear it a bit as well, the old buyers are liars. Um, and it's, it, it is funny, right? When we get people coming to or who come to us from real estate agents, they tell the estate agent, you know, this grand story like money's not. Don't, don't worry about the money's not a problem. Is that do you do you see a similar thing? Does that impact deals? Do things fall over because of that? Or yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. So when a buyer says to me financing's not a problem, I start to worry <laughs> because clearly they don't know what they're doing. If if look, if a buyer can't demonstrate how much money he's got how much money he needs to borrow, where the money's coming from and how he's going to borrow that money, yeah. then he's probably not a buyer that you really want to deal with. He's going to be more trouble than what he's worth. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that bag of cash that shows up. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. Well, many years ago before AML rules came into account, I did sell a little lunch bar for a bag of cash. So, <laughs> so the guy literally walked into the office and he said, I'm, I'm ready to settle. Yeah. And, and he had $35,000 in a, in a supermarket bag. And he said, count it out. And um, we got the sales manager in and we counted out $35,000 and gave it to the vendor and yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. was happy. Yeah, so, well, um, everyone probably was happy, yeah. Yep, yeah, but obviously before AML. Yeah, well, anti -anti for good reasons. Laundering <laughs> yeah. legislation rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, how about when it comes to same industry buyers pay more because they want uh, my customers, my skills, my products, where there's that sort of synergy. Yeah, horizontal integration sort yeah. of case. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is that true? 
No, not really. Again, again, we do get a lot of companies buying other companies for those very reasons. And it's very attractive to grow by acquisition. Yeah. You know, I can spot that company over there. They've got good, good agencies, good customers, so, so we'll absorb them. But they don't overpay. Yeah. <laughs> the logic of that is if there was one buyer in the market then you're saying he would overpay to buy a business just because he wants it. And that doesn't make any sense. The yeah. only time you get people overpaying is FOMO, fear yeah. of missing out. Yeah. So you need a really good broker, that'd be me, by the way. <laughs> um, so you need a really good broker and they need to create competition in the marketplace and that competition then drives the price. Mm. So yes, the competitor's great, but uh, they tend not to overpay. Uh, I mean, People talk about earnouts and they talk about uh, vendor financing and that works well. And you can argue sometimes they do overpay when they use vendor finance. But if you think about vendor finance, I'm buying your business with your money. Yeah. So why of wouldn't course. I overpay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a really cool um, sort of point you touched on there about creating competition mm -hmm. um, and that, that sort of role as, as the broker, you know, trying to get the best price for the yeah. for the vendor. Because um, I think a lot of the time as brokers, we people sort of look and go, well, what is the value that you're actually adding? Surely, you know, especially from the mortgage broking perspective, they're like, well, surely you just get me the lowest rates. I'm like, oh, my job is to get you the money. <laughs> like the rates are second to everything at the moment, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's very true too, because some people, it doesn't matter what the rates are, they just they just need the funding yeah. and, and they're away. And those are possibly the smarter buyers. One or 2% over, a few years a to, yeah. to buy a business making a few hundred thousand dollars a year, it, it isn't that important. Yeah. Uh, but when you're selling a business, you know, you're selling someone's, as you say, pride and joy, they've put their blood, sweat and tears into over a long time. And they do deserve to cash out for mm. top dollar. And yeah. that's where a good broker comes along. I mean, my job is to get the best deal mm. I can for a vendor. Yeah. It, it's as simple as that. And, and then, okay, so then if we go to, um, one of the other myths or what is what would you say to someone who's sort of saying you know i can go into the market and sell my business without help and of course i'll get the same price you know the market is what the market is <laughs> yeah that's a good kiwi number eight wire <laughs> kind of thing isn't it yeah i can do everything better than any other bugger and why yeah, should yeah, i pay yeah. him um i mean look the reality is a business owner could probably sell his business that's not in dispute, but he needs to still be able to run his business mm. while he's selling the pros, going through the sales process. Yeah. He needs to keep the business performing well. If you go to market in March and you find a buyer in August, if your business is tailed mm. off in that period, you've lost money because yeah. the business isn't performing well. Yeah. What about confidentiality? If you ring me up and go, I want to sell my business, I know who you are, what you are, yeah. where you are. Um, but if you deal with a broker, we can handle confidentiality. Mm. We can protect the business. Really good brokers protect the business during the process. Yeah, like you know, nobody wants to buy a business that, that has been half destroyed yeah. and, you know, all the personal information, all the accounts is spread around Auckland mm. and everybody knows about it. So when you're a business owner, it looks easy, it looks simple, but you really need someone to guide you through those, those things and protect the business while you're doing it. Nice. Hey, one more for you, Peter. Mm. Um, it's worth more because of the cash I take. 
Is that a myth? <laughs> yeah, I love that one. So, so that's the guy doing cashies yeah. and um, and and all that money that kind of falls back behind the till and <laughs> never gets never gets uh, put in the bank. Petty cash. Petty yeah. cash. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a Fifteen grand of petty cash. Yeah. Yeah. So look, if you if you're lying to the tax man and stealing money from your business, mm. a buyer is going to think you're lying and trying to steal from them. Yeah. And it doesn't create trust and it doesn't help the value of your business at, at the end of the day. I mean, you can only steal the money once. You can't mm. steal it twice, which is effectively what you want to do. Yeah. But, but you have to wonder why you do it. Basic businesses are valued as a multiple of profit. So it might be two or three times the profit in the business. Now, if it's two times, every dollar of profit yeah. is $2 of price. Yeah. So you're stealing that dollar, you're losing $2 on the price. Great, you save 28 cents in tax, mm. but it costs you $2 on the price of the business. Yeah. Now, the business value when you sell it, that's tax-free. No mm. capital gains tax, no nothing, take the money, thanks very much. So you're losing $2 to save 28 cents. Yeah. Why yeah. would you do that? It's funny, yeah, that, that, that um, you know, avoiding the tax or you know, hiding from the tax man a little bit, it only ever bites people in the long term. It's like, I get the same thing when people come for a mortgage. Um, they're like, oh, I've, I've run every expense possible through this business. There's no profit. I'm, I'm like, the bank's going to look at this and, you know, I can add some stuff back. But like, mate, like either, again, either you pay a little bit more tax and you get a mortgage or you keep going the way you are and, well, I don't know, we, you figure out the housing thing later. Well, but, and that's what business owners forget. Yeah. That went back to your earlier question. Your accounts are important. Yeah. So if you've got a set of accounts because you're stealing all this cash, showing you're making no money, how's the buyer going to buy the business even if he wants to? Yeah. You, know, you, you can't fund it. So yeah. that, that becomes the bit that bites them and they don't really think of that. So no, you should run your business absolutely as profitably as you can for a year to 18 months prior yeah. to going to market and you'll get full value for, yeah. that, for that profit. That's an interesting one as well in terms of time frame if you're kind of doing it a way that maybe needs to change. 12 to 18 months isn't that long of a period no, of time. No. So. Not at all. Well, not if you're getting two or three times the value of that dollar back in purchase price. Mm, yeah. it, it, it actually makes good sense. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this, Peter. Um, th these have been absolutely banging myths. Now, for those who are thinking uh, maybe about buying a business or selling a business and go, this was really good. How can I find more stuff like this? Peter Nola has a much more successful YouTube channel than us. Uh, Peter, what's the name of the channel? <laughs> it's my name. So just go to YouTube, search Peter Nola, and you'll find all the information. There. So lots of really good videos giving you tips and tricks on both sides of the transaction. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Peter, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. One final myth. You don't need to give a review on Apple or Spotify for this podcast. 100% not true. So make sure to give us a review. Make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week. Cheers.